Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Amen. I can tell y'all didn't get the memo that I was going to be here. <laughs> Amen. I've heard several people giving very encouraging words, and there's still time to go if you need to. So, <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I use bad humor when I'm nervous. So, um, I'm, uh, I'm going to be bringing a message out of the book of Lamentations today, and uh, yeah, Lamentations, and I want to bring some encouragement, um, <laughs> amen, so I know right now Pastor Cor is going, hey, um, but uh, as, we, as we look in the, the scriptures to, to, to get our encouragement and our help for the day and uh, to get moving, um, sometimes the Lord does things in a very odd way. Um, if you want to turn there, book of Lamentations chapter 3, and we'll read about, about six verses, maybe seven verses, starting in verse number 21. <clears throat> um, 
as we think about the book of Lamentations, we all know what a lament is. Um, it's, this book is a series of, of, uh, of dirges, I guess uh, you could call them, um, from the prophet Jeremiah uh, after uh, the Babylonian invasion of Jerusalem and, and how they went into uh, pulled captives and many people were killed and they were put into slavery and Jerusalem eventually will be destroyed and we find a lot of terrible things that's happened here. Uh, if you read the book of Jeremiah, the prophecy of and lamentations to see the fulfillment and the, the things that has happened. Um, Jeremiah, often we think of him. I was talking to my wife earlier in a week. I said, when, when you think about the prophet Jeremiah, what do you think about? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, he's a weeping prophet. And... Uh, Man, I just don't know if that's the kind of preacher I'd want to be known as. Amen? A preacher who cries all the time. Uh, but he had good reason. And he wept over his people. He wept over uh, their failure to continue in God's way. And um, if we look at Jeremiah's life, and we'll, we'll go into some of that here shortly, um, you'll find a lot of sadness and depression. Uh, but through that, in the middle of all of that, Jeremiah had something that we could learn from, amen? There was something deep inside Jeremiah's life that I think will encourage us today. Uh, if you'll stand with us for the reading of the word, uh, Lamentations chapter 3, we'll begin reading in verse number 26. <clears throat> this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Father, we, we come today and we pray and ask that you would touch your hearts today. God, turn our hearts toward you, Lord. <clears throat> God, uh, touch my voice, my mouth, uh, my tongue, that I might speak words of encouragement to your people. Lord, I pray you touch the ears of the hearer, that we might hear those things that edify the church. We love you. We praise you for who you are and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so as we look at Jeremiah and, and some, a little bit of background, uh, Jeremiah was um, a prophet there in uh, Jerusalem, and uh, can I tell you, his call was pretty much unwanted. He didn't want that call. He was, uh, you know, the scripture says, if any man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. That wasn't Jeremiah. He, he didn't want that. Uh, as a matter of fact, his ministry was, was nothing more than preaching judgment uh, against the people. It was, uh, he was forbidden to even marry uh, so that he could give himself fully to the ministry uh, of proclaiming God's judgment on his people. And so because of that, he was fairly lonely. Um, those of you that live in an empty house uh, understand that. Um, maybe maybe um, this weekend I was, I was alone at the house. Family was gone different places. 
And uh, man, I tell you what, it's strange when the house is quiet. Huh? Come on. It's, it's odd, and uh, I couldn't imagine going through life that way. And uh, Jeremiah uh, dealt with loneliness. He, he um, was a man of sadness, and he openly wept about the sins of his people. Can I, I'm just going to throw this out here. This ain't part of the sermon, but we could use a lot more of that today. Amen? Um, but anyway, he, in, he endured depression uh, uh, because his message was unheeded for so long. Uh, as a matter of fact... Uh, his, his um, ministry spanned, uh, if I remember correctly, around 50 years, and there was no recorded conversion under his ministry. Man, can you imagine? Um, no wonder he was in pain over the people. He suffered imprisonment under, the, under King Zedekiah because the king didn't appreciate him, you know, bringing the place down, you know with his preaching. And as a matter of fact, Babylonians are now invading Jerusalem and where is Jeremiah? He's in the dungeon. As his prophecy that God had given him was being fulfilled. Uh, a study shows that after Jerusalem falls and many have been killed or taken captive, the prophet uh, becomes broken with the remnant and he goes with them uh, as we find here in our scriptures in Lamentations. Um, Jeremiah had endured a lifetime of rejection and, and mockery and imprisonment. Um, he was ignored. Uh, he watched Jerusalem being ransacked and destroyed. He, he uh, <clears throat> experienced the horrors of war and the brutality of an enemy. He uh, uh, endured the pangs of hunger and still, after all of that, standing in the rubble of the city, uh, he was able to lift his voice and praise God for his unfailing faithfulness to his people. Amen? I mean, how is that possible? I mean, we look around today in our country, here in the United States, and we see, uh, man, a lot of terrible things happening. Good is called evil, and evil is called good, and uh, those that would try to do good are being suppressed, and it seems like... Those who would spread their evil are, are not only encouraged, but they're, uh, but they're backed by the people who you would think uh, would want what's good for uh, the American people. Uh, how in the world does he do that? What is it that Jeremiah had? What, what can we possibly find from the life of Jeremiah uh, to give us hope? Uh, we we want to look at verse number 23. And uh, there's a word in there. In verse number 23, it says, um, They are renewed every morning. Great is thy... Somebody read that for me. Faithfulness. Amen. I've been a uh, church goer my whole life. I've been born again since 1988. Uh, called to preach since 1999. Can I tell you, in all of my times, God's never been unfaithful to me. Amen. He's always been faithful. You know, there were times when I thought, God ought to do this. Anybody else? Am I the only one? <laughs> God, you ought to do this. Here, this is what it and, it, and it didn't happen that way. Something else went on. Now, as you look back and you think, you know, I'm so glad this didn't happen. And I'm glad that 
that did. You know why? Because God's faithful. He's faithful to us. That word faithful brings an idea of, of firmness. It's an idea of fidelity or, or, or steadiness or even steadfastness, if you will. It's, it's, it's solid. Are, are you with me? Uh, God's uh, faithful. He's, he's solid. And it, and it pictures God as, a, as the one who that we can depend on. Amen? We, we, we understand that as sure as we go through storms in life. Anybody in here ever been through a storm in life? And, and as we go through these storms, you know, there's, uh, there's trials and there's, there's valleys we walk through. God always proves himself to be faithful. Amen? He's steadfast and he's solid and we can count on him. And uh, that's what I want us to see today. How that we can learn to, to depend on God. We, we know that, listen, what, whatever may happen... Whether, whether we have a musician here or not, when we lift our voices, God's faithful. And when we come together and, and to worship, God's faithful. And even when we don't see Him, God's faithful. Amen? Uh, Jeremiah remembered. Maybe he just thought, you know, look, when we were in Egypt, God's faithfulness brought us out. And, and through all of this, God's Faithfulness has brought us and kept us redeemed people. And we need to understand that God is good. Amen. Um, let's look at our, our scripture. Verse 22. <clears throat> the Bible says it's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. That word mercies uh, is, is, has been translated to say loving kindness and in over 30 times in, in the Old Testament. And uh, it's an expressive word. It, it, it's the idea of love or, or grace or mercy, uh, uh, faithfulness, goodness, or devotion. And, and it, it pictures God as the divine lover of men. And uh, y'all missed a good chance to say amen right there. It finds its New Testament equivalent in the very idea of God's love and God's grace. And so, so I want to remind you things about about God's grace uh, uh, for us today. You know, it's God's grace alone that saves us. If you're saved today, you're saved by God's grace. For you are saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourself. It's a gift of God. So He saves us, and it's only His grace that could reach us in our condition. And so we find that uh, uh, we could not get to God, so He came to us. Amen. What a blessing that is to remember, uh, that God's grace alone saves us. He came in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? He, was, he was, uh, came among us, and He walked among us uh, to die for our sins. And then, listen, later He came as the person of the Holy Spirit, and He takes up residence within the heart of the believer, amen? And so we find that God's grace alone can save us. And it's His Spirit that drew us to salvation. And it's His Spirit that, that keeps us in our salvation. Amen? Uh, but not only did he, His grace save us, it's His grace that secures us. It, it not only sought us out, amen, uh, not only bought us, but His grace keeps us. Amen. Uh, listen, I, I used to tell a story when I was younger. I had something that I really, really wanted to hang on to, and I stuck it in my pocket. And uh, y'all know the story of the rest of it. You know how it ends? You lose it, right? 
Come on, man. Uh, uh, what, what teenage boy don't lose something out of their pockets? And man, I, I lost it and it, it just hurt me. And, but you know what? I don't have to worry about that with my salvation. You know why? Because I'm not keeping me. God is. Amen. He's got me. Uh, we're all prone to wonder. We're all prone to, uh, uh, to, uh, to do things that, we, that cause us to fail in our Christian walk. And if it was up to you and me to keep our salvation, can I tell you, we wouldn't have salvation. Uh, but, so, but thankfully, amen, praise the God. He is, he is faithful and He has kept us. Uh, and will keep us saved. Amen. Yeah, salvation is God's responsibility, not, not mine. Amen. We're saved by His grace. We're kept by His grace. And one day, can I tell you, He's going to take us out by His grace. Amen. Uh, we find that God's faithfulness uh, in His grace. We find His faithfulness there uh, in His grace toward you and me. Praise the Lord for that today. But not only in His grace, can I tell you, we find God's faithfulness in His gifts. Look at uh, the second part of verse 22. In verse 23, it says, uh, Because his compassions fail not, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. Uh, how many of you woke up today? <laughs> hey, don't say that. Uh, I've seen some people uh, midday that still look like they're about asleep. Amen. Uh, uh, but listen, you know what? Uh, uh, we woke up and we're here today. And you know what? That's a gift. God has given us a gift to wake up one more day. Uh, we find in this word compassion, that word compassion uh, uh, has the idea of a womb. Uh, Y'all know what a womb is, right? It's, it's, it's where children are given birth from, right? And so we find that God's compassion, He gives birth to, to what? He is something out of, out of His heart of love. He, he, he births into us uh, these gifts. And it's a picture of God's grace moving uh, in the life of the believer. His compassions. Uh, we, we go through our storms in the valleys, and, and oftentimes we feel like we're by ourselves. We're alone. Uh, Sister Jill, i, I got to face this all by myself. There's no one to help me. Uh, or, or, or we look around and we don't see anyone. But the honest truth is God is there ever present with us, and that's a gift. We don't have to deal with these things alone. He observes and sees our past, and His, His grace gives us all that we need for that journey. Uh, two things I want us to notice about the gifts of God. The first one, it says they're faithful. He never promised an easy road. And uh, I I'm, I'm feel bad for these <clears throat> churches that teach that uh, once a person gets saved, all is going to be smooth and easy sailing because it's not. It's never been in my life. I don't know about you guys. Um, there's been battles. There's been... Hills and valleys, but can I tell you, God promised that His grace would be sufficient for anything that we went through, all our need. Uh, if you consider Paul and his thorn in the flesh uh, over in 2 Corinthians, what did God tell him? You know, Paul prayed and said, hey, can I, God, just get rid of this for me. Get, take it away from me, God. Uh, no doubt some of those health and wealth praying, amen. That prayer Jabez that he was praying over. Uh, can I tell you, what did God tell him? He said, hey, son, my grace is sufficient for all. All of your need. Man, you just hang in there. Uh, my grace is sufficient. We, we think of grace and we think about the definition we all heard, right? We've all know is that God's uh, uh, unmerited favor towards sinners, right? That's grace. And uh, we, There's even the uh, acronym thing that I can't think of now because everybody's looking at me. Um, 
uh, God's redemption at Christ's expense. That's it. I knew it'd come to me. Amen. Uh, but and it does carry the idea. But but the truth is, it it means so much more. It's 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 the strength of God to face any battle that comes, and we can not only face them but bear up under times of extreme difficulty. Uh, come on, we've all seen this. We've seen people who've gone through things and. We've left after talking to them and said to our, our, our spouse or whoever was with us, uh, man, I don't see how they make it. I don't know how they're making it through. Man, they're holding up so well under this. Or, or how are they doing this? Man, it, something, somebody's just, they've got some strength from something. Well, I know where it comes from. It comes from God. He gives them the strength to do this. And uh, there's never a time as a believer, can I remind you, that, uh, that God will not give His grace to help us make it through. Uh, we find a promise in Isaiah. He says uh, uh, in Isaiah uh, chapter number 43, uh, Now saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, and I have called thee by name, and thou art mine. And when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they'll not overtake you. And when you walk through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. We find God's grace in the midst of trouble um, in His gift of His presence. In Hebrews 13, He says, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. And in Matthew, what did He tell His disciples? Lo, I'm with you always, right? And we find that these and others reveal to us, those that trust in Him, uh, that God's always present with us. Amen? Even when we can't see Him, when we don't recognize Him, can I tell you He's there? And we can trust Him with uh, everything. Uh, We have the gift of His performance. Now, uh, a lot of times we don't think about this because, look, I know we're all church people, right? And and someone brings a need and we'll all say, yeah, we'll pray for you. We know that God can. But when it's me, let's be honest, don't we often ask or say, Okay, we wouldn't vocalize it, so I will. And y'all can just raise your hand, nod or laugh or point. But don't we say something like this or think something like this? I know God can. I just don't know if He will. We, we find here in the Scripture, though, and it's, that's our source, right? He says, Unto him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. We find it... He is able. And if we take this at face value, it becomes clear that God is greater than anything we face. He is, listen, He's, he's any, any greater than any problem. He's almighty. Ain't that His name? Um, and we need to remember that truth and that God will take care of us. We also have the gift of His provision. You know, God provides for us. Uh, the, uh, God meets all of our needs. Amen. There's things that we have need of. Can I tell you, God knows all about them. And before we even ask Him, He knows. Oftentimes, before we ask Him, the answer is on the way. Um, he's promised to take care of us. And it would be, it'd be remiss of me not to mention that sometimes His idea of care is different than ours. Uh, if you're a parent, you understand that. Kids would just love to eat candy and ice cream and all kinds of junk food all day, would they not? 
I, I'm not too far removed from that myself. <laughs> Can I tell you, though, that's not good. And, and God, who knows what's best for you and me, will take care of His people. We, we pray and we say, God, I want this, I want this, I want this. And God says, no. No. Because I know what you do with it. And so we find that we trust in God's faithfulness in those times. God takes care of us. And even though it's not like we think it ought to be or, or maybe it's not the way that we think it ought to go uh, work out, you know, God knows what's best and He is faithful and He will take care of you and me. Job trusted in God. I'm sure he would have never said, all right, God, just go ahead and take everything I got and, and show me something wonderful. But what happened at the end of Job's life? He was blessed beyond he could ever imagine. Um, we understood that. What about us? What about you and me? Do we really completely trust God? Do, do we believe that He's faithful to us? Do we really believe that His provision is there for you and me? Are we confident in the fact that God will provide for our needs? If you are today, can I tell you that I ought to bring you comfort in this time? We ought to be comforted. He will also have the gift of His person. Uh, they, they reveal something about uh, God's nature that makes Him reliable. And, that, and He has not and does not ever change. Hebrews 13 says, uh, I'm the Lord and I change not. Or God the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it's the book of Malachi that says, I'm the Lord and I change not. Aren't you glad that He's unchangeable? Uh, as we read the scripture, listen, as we go through the Bible in our daily reading and we're in the Old Testament, we read some of the great things that he did for these patriarchs of old and, and for the people of, of that time. And we look and we think, man, what, what an awesome thing that's happened right there. Can I tell you, God's never changed. He's still the same God that did all those things. Listen, that, that saved Noah and his family through the flood, that brought Egypt, that brought the children of Israel out of Egypt in, a, in a, the great plagues, all these things that God has done uh, back in the Bible. Can I tell you, he's still able and capable of doing those things. He, Hasn't lost his strength and uh, he's not some gray-haired old man, you know, hobbling along with a cane waiting for someone to come up and, and talk to him. Can I tell you, he's still potent and he's strong, strong and he's still almighty. He's still the almighty God. He was faithful in the beginning to his people and he'll be faithful to us in the end. He'll be faithful all of, to all times. Uh, listen, can I tell you, he's, he's with us, his person. He hasn't changed. And those that are born again that have the Holy Spirit residing within you, guess what? He's present. He's there, amen? And not only in His pers uh, person, but uh, we find that um, God is trustworthy. He's steadfast. Um, not only His provision, but can I tell you, His, uh, His God faithful with God's gifts, they're renewed, they're fresh. Uh, verse 23, He says, uh, that they are renewed every morning. And the things that God has done for you and me, uh, we don't have to worry about them running out. Uh, God's grace is as fresh today as it was yesterday. And guess what? It'll be fresh in the morning. How do you know? Because the scriptures say that. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus tells his disciples, uh, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take care of the things of itself. Sufficient today is the evil thereof. Just as every day brings its own set of burdens and problems. Can I remind you that, that each day brings God's grace renewed to His people. Amen. His wonderful, His matchless grace is renewed every morning. 
It's seen the fact that we all woke up this morning, mostly, mostly in our right minds, amen, and uh, in reasonably good health. We talked about what is good health. Uh, you're here today, can I tell you, I feel like you're in good health, amen, and uh, some of you may be at home under the weather, maybe you got a, got a bad cold, maybe you got a fever, Sister Robin, we're thinking about you, um, but can I tell you, listen, we got up this morning, God's grace is renewed, and uh, listen, we're able to sit here in God's house and be around the people that, that we love and that love us. And, and can I tell you, listen, it's just a proof that God's grace is renewed each morning. Amen. We find uh, God's faithfulness in His grace. We find God's faithfulness in His gifts. And in verse 24 and 25, we see God's faithfulness in His goodness. Um, it says, The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in Him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for Him to the soul that seeketh him, and it is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. We find uh, the goodness of God there. Uh, that word good has the idea of being pleasant or agreeable or excellent. And uh, can I tell you, fellowship with God's people is good. It's, it's pleasant. It's agreeable. It's excellent. And uh, as we think about God and His goodness, we, we understand that uh, he's actively engaged in our lives. And he's actively engaged to bring out the best uh, in the lives of his children. Uh, verse 24, uh, he's a satisfier. He satisfies us. The word portion means like the, the, their share. If you think about the old pirate movies, the, and they go and they pillage and they, they bring their booty, uh, which is all that gold and, and stuff that they've got from the, the spoils of war. Uh, listen, Jeremiah is saying, look, here in this battle of life, God's my reward. He's my share. He's my portion. And uh, we, we, when we view God like this in this light, our salvation, uh, can I tell you, it's all we need to be satisfied. Amen. We understand that, listen, uh, we might not get all the things we desire in life. I remember as a kid uh, asking for a motorcycle and I got a bicycle. I, But you know what? We learn to be content with such as what we have. Amen. Uh, not a single thing that He gives us is going to be detrimental. He always gives us what satisfies the soul. Amen. And in verse 24, we find that He's not only uh, the <coughs> satisfier, He's the sustainer. Uh, verse 24, uh, He says, um, uh, Therefore will I hope in Him. And we find that, listen, as long as we hope in Him, that He'll never fail those that place His trust in Him. But verse 25, the Lord is good to them that wait for Him, to the soul that seeketh after Him. Uh, as, listen, when, while we're living our life for God, can I tell you, we don't have to worry about things uh, coming up that's going to be detrimental uh, to our Christian walk because He is going to uh, sustain us. Uh, not one of His promises are ever going to fail for the child of God. Amen? Uh, look, think about when you were lost and, and you heard the message and the Holy Spirit drew you and said, Hey, uh, son, daughter, listen, if, if you'll simply come and bow and seek God and, and confess your sins, uh, He'll forgive you. And uh, I don't know anyone who's come in that condition who has bowed and asked to God to, to forgive them of their sins and to be their Savior, Derek, that, that He says, You know what? I was just kidding. We, we come to, listen, when we come to Him for salvation, He'll not send us away lost. Amen. As a matter of fact, John said, uh, he, he wrote in the book of John, He that cometh to me, I will no wise cast out. Amen. So, so we understand that we come to Him for salvation, He won't send us away lost. He will not send us uh, to hell when we trust in Him. 
John chapter 10 says, I give to them eternal life and they'll never perish. Amen? Well, what a great promise that God has made. Uh, what a great way to think about God and His goodness, amen, towards you and me. Uh, he has made these promises. And uh, listen, He'll not uh, renege on those. John chapter 10 says, I'll, they'll never perish. And when we look to Him for needs in our life, can I tell you, we'll not be disappointed. Over in the book of Luke, we read that it's, it's our Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We read the story about, <clears throat> about the, the father and his son. And he said if he would not withhold his only son, why would he hold back all these other things? And we find that, listen, he'll sustain us through life, this life. Uh, no matter what comes up around us, amen? Look, it, if, if, you, if you read the newspaper, and you look at Fox News or CNN, or it don't matter, you name it, I can I tell you, it's bleak. I, I can't say for everybody, I mean, some of you may you know, like that stuff, but man, it's, it's bleak. I mean, things look bad on the political landscape, on the, on the fiscal landscape, uh, man, on our, our health, uh, the, the things coming up in the future, can I tell you, I just... I would just suggest that you turn off Fox News and find you a good gospel radio station to listen to. Amen. Maybe get some good preaching or, you know, anyway, that's, that was my commercial. But anyway, um, we find that he's a sustainer and he will sustain us in the midst of all this trouble. Amen. And not only that, he's a savior. He's a savior. Um, Jeremiah is saying that in, in context here in verse 26, I'm just going to say it like I read it. Um, they that wait on the Lord will see Him bring out of their troubles and trials. It's good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. We wait on Him. He'll not fail us. But in His time, He'll deliver us out of their valleys, out of our valleys. We need to remember today that God is able to deliver both the saint and the sinner when we come upon Him. I want to remind those that are born again, listen, that God knows where you are today. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows what you're going through, just like He did Job. He'll not forsake you, but He'll keep you and He'll bring you out in His own time. Psalm 34 tells us that His eyes are on the righteous and that his ears are open unto their cries, and that he's close and he's near to those with broken hearts, and he'll deliver those that call on him. Maybe you're here today and you're not one of his. Maybe all this anxiety is getting to you. Um, because honestly, it looks like there's no hope. But I want to remind you, lost friend, that, that God can and will save you if you'll call upon him. Come to him in faith. That's, that's all it takes. You don't have to stand on your head and recite the Chinese alphabet. None of that stuff. We come to Him in faith. The Holy Spirit's dealing with you. You come to Him in faith. Stop trusting in yourself and your, your own craftiness. Stop, stop trusting in your religion. Stop trusting in uh, your own goodness. Just come to Christ and confess to Him your sins. 
and call on Him for salvation, I'm glad the Scripture tells us that He will save us. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. The faith that we have can stand among the records of life and it can declare that God is faithful. Jeremiah was that kind of believer. How about us today? Do we believe like that? Amen. We get ready for the song of, of invitation. Um, I want us to just consider as we face our battles and our, go through the valleys and the storms of life, um, we need to remember that we're His. That He is uh, able to carry us through all the trouble and all the storm. So what kind of battles are you fighting today? Maybe you need to bring those to Christ. And... Uh, Remember how good He is and how faithful He is. Maybe today you're not saved. You're not one of His. You've never made a confession. You've never come and, and confessed your sins to Him and you've never professed a faith in Christ. You know what? If you're walking through a hard place and need help, God will help you. And if you're struggling with your flesh, can I tell you, God will help you. We just bring it to Him. I hope we can all say like Jeremiah when we leave here today, great is thy faithfulness. Amen. You need to experience that faithfulness you come today. Father, we thank you for loving us and thank you for allowing us to be here today. I pray you'd move upon this time of invitation, Lord. Touch the hearts of someone that might need to hear it. God, draw them to an altar of repentance, Lord. In Jesus' name. Altar's open if you need to use it. <clears throat> I come to the garden alone While the dew is still on the roses And the voice I hear falling on my ear The Son of God discloses and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joys we share as we tarry there None other has ever known. Amen, amen. Let's all stand. Let's sing that chorus with him. <clears throat> and he walked. 